Merry Christmas, friends! Today is the day we celebrate Jesus' birth. Oh, I hope it's a good day for you. And I hope you remember the things that are most important. Today, we may or may not have gotten some presents. Maybe you're proud of the presents you got or gave. But maybe you're disappointed with the presents you gave or even got. So this story helps us refocus. It's one of my very favorites and I'm going to try not to cry because it always touches my heart. This story is by Charles Tazewell. It's called The Littlest Angel. Once upon a time, many years ago, as time is calculated by men, but only yesterday in the celestial calendar of heaven, there was in paradise a most miserable, thoroughly unhappy, and utterly dejected cherub who was known throughout heaven as the littlest angel. He was exactly four years, six months, five days, seven hours, and 42 minutes old when he presented himself to the gatekeeper for admittance into the kingdom. Standing with his short little legs wide apart, the littlest angel tried to pretend that he wasn't at all afraid. But his lower lip trembled and another tear rolled down his already tear-streaked face, coming to a halt at the very tip of his tiny freckled nose. But that wasn't all. While the littlest angel sat there, the kindly gatekeeper was entering his name into a great big book. The littlest angel, having left home as usual without a handkerchief, endeavored to hide the tears by snuffing a most unangelic sound, which was so unnerved the good gatekeeper that he did something he had never done before in all of heaven. <laughs> oh, he ruined a page! From that moment on, heavenly peace was never quite the same as the little fellow soon became the despair of all heavenly workers. He had a shrill whistle that could keep almost make any angel hold his ears. On top of that, he sang off-key at singing practice, completely off-key, spoiling the whole effect. And being so small, it seemed to take him just twice as long as anyone else to get to nightly prayers always arriving late, knocking everyone's wings askew as he darted into his place. These things might have been overlooked, but his appearance. Uh, why, it was whispered among the angels and the archangels that he didn't even look like an angel at all. And, well, they were correct. He didn't. His halo was tarnished where he held on to it with one hot little chubby hand while he ran, and he was always running. Furthermore, even when he stood still, very still, it never behaved like a halo should. It was always slipping down over his eye, or else, just for making matters worse, would slip off the back of his head and go rolling down some golden street, just so he would have to chase after it. Yes, it must be recorded that his wings were neither useful nor ornamental, all paradise held its breath when the littlest angel perched himself on the edge of a cloud and prepared to take off. He would shut both eyes, hold his tiny freckled nose, and count to 303, 
and hurl himself into space, falling head over halo. Ugh. Now, as anyone can easily understand why, the littlest angel would sooner or later have to be disciplined. And one eternal day, he was called to appear before the angel of peace. The littlest angel combed his hair, dusted his wings, and scrambled into an almost clean robe. And then, with heavy heart, started on his way. He loitered along the streets, stopping to read the list of new arrivals, although all of heaven knew he couldn't actually read a word. As the littlest angel approached the big white door, to his great surprise, he heard a merry voice singing. The littlest angel removed his halo and breathed upon it really heavily and then polished it. He polished it on his robe, the almost clean one, and then he tiptoed in. The singer, who was known as the great understanding angel, looked down at the small cherub who instantly tried to make himself disappear by the process of withdrawing his head into the collar of his robe, very much like a snapping turtle. At that, the singer laughed a jolly, heartwarming sound and said, oh, So you are the one who's been making heaven so unheavenly. Come here, little cherub, and tell me all about it. Suddenly, before he knew it, he was perched on the lap of the understanding angel and was explaining how very difficult it was for a boy who suddenly finds himself transformed into an angel. Yes, and, and no matter what the archangel said, he'd only swung once. Okay, well, twice. Uh, all right. Then he'd swung three times on the Golden Gates, but that was just for something to do. That was the whole trouble. There wasn't anything for a tiny angel to do, and he was very homesick. Not that paradise wasn't beautiful, but the earth was beautiful too. Wasn't it created by God himself? Why, there were trees to climb and brooks to fish and swimming and sun and rain and dark and dawn and warm grass beneath his feet. The understanding angel smiled, and in his heart, was long-forgotten memory of another small boy and long ago. Then he asked the littlest angel what would make him most happy in paradise. The cherub thought for a moment, then whispered in his ear, <clears throat> There's a box I left under my bed back home. Ah, if only I could have that. The understanding angel nodded. Well, you shall have it then, he promised. And a heavenly messenger was sent immediately to bring the box to heaven. Then in all the days that followed, everyone wondered at the great change in the littlest angel. For among all the cherubs, he was the most happy. His conduct, the very best. His appearance, unbelievable. And it was said that of late... He flew just like an angel. Then it came to pass that Jesus, the Son of God, was to be born of Mary at Bethlehem. All the angels rejoiced and lifted their voices. Everyone put aside their usual work to prepare gifts for the blessed infant. All but the littlest angel. He just sat down on the topmost step of the golden stairs and waited 
for inspiration. Hmm. What could he give him that would be most acceptable? Huh. He thought of composing a lyrical hymn, but he was lacking in musical talent. Hmm. Then he grew excited over writing a prayer. Oh, yeah, but he was lacking in literary skill also. So what, oh, what would a small angel give that would please this sacred holy infant? The time of the miracle was very close at hand when the littlest angel at last decided on his gift. Then on that day of days, he proudly brought it from its hiding place behind a cloud and humbly placed it before the throne of God. It was only a small, rough, even unsightly box, but inside were all those wonderful things that even a child of God would treasure. When he stood back and saw his small, unsightly box sitting among all those glistening packages, well, he suddenly knew his gift was irreverent. How he wished he could reclaim it. Oh, if only he could hide it before it was noticed. <gasps> it was too late. It was time for the choice. The messenger slowly looked at all the shining gifts and his eyes came to rest on the rough little box. The littlest angel trembled as the box was opened. And there, before the eyes of all, was what he offered the Christ child. And what was the gift to the blessed infant? Well, there was a butterfly with golden wings, captured one bright summer day on the high hills over Jerusalem and a sky blue egg from a bird's nest in the olive tree that shaded his mother's kitchen door. Yes, and two white stones found on a river bank where he and his friends had played and at the bottom of the box, a limp tooth marked leather strap once worn as a collar by his mongrel dog who had died as he lived in absolute love and infinite devotion. The littlest angel wept hot and bitter tears. Why had he thought such a useless things would ever be loved by the blessed infant? He turned to run and hide, but suddenly he stumbled and fell. And with a horrified wail and clatter of halo, rolled to a stop at the feet of the great heavenly messenger. There was dreadful silence, save for the heartbroken, sobbing littlest angel, that is. Then there was a great voice, even the voice of thunder, for all to hear. Of all the gifts, this one pleases me most, for these are the things of earth, and these are the things that Jesus will love and know and cherish and will leave behind when his task is done. I accept this gift for the baby Jesus. There was a breathless pause. Then the unsightly box began to glow with a bright and lustrous light so brilliant 
that its light was blinding to the angels. None but the littlest angel saw it rise from its place. He, and only he, watched it arch the firmament to stand and shed its clear white beckoning light over a stable where a child was born. There it shone on the night, and no one would ever know that the lowly gift of the littlest angel was what all men would call forever the shining star of Bethlehem. I love that that little angel brought the very most precious thing he could to give to baby Jesus. What's the most precious thing you have that you could give to baby Jesus? I hope you choose to follow him and I hope you give him his li your life because he gave his life for you. Stay hopeful, stay true, and be wonderful, special little child of God, you. Merry Christmas.